We're talking with Betsy Bruner from Circle, the South Yuba River Citizens League, who put out a preliminary cannabis impact survey report recently. Betsy, let's talk about this. First of all, what the heck is a cannabis impact survey report? Sure. So in March of this year, we released a survey to better understand a couple things. The first is better understand what some of the challenges cannabis cultivators are facing in the process of coming into compliance, as well as maybe some reasons why they don't want to engage in the process. And we also conducted the survey to better understand how the ever-changing landscape of cannabis cultivation is impacting the community writ large, especially when we're watching cannabis cultivation expand in the watershed. Just exactly how is cannabis cultivation changing in the last few years? Right now, there hasn't been a lot of really concrete data that's been able to be collected. So far, what uh, many people are working off of is some of it's been Google Earth satellite photos, wherein they can detect larger scale cultivation sites. But anecdotally, what we're hearing is that we think it's, you know, it's growing and it's changing and um, especially from you know, the 70s, where it tended to be more small-scale, people like to say ma-and-pa operations, into a legalized industry wherein people are cultivating more, and there are larger sites, and there are more people doing it. Well, how much of a response did you get back? We received 134 responses, and we did work to really moved the survey into different circles. One of the challenges that we did face was kind of reflected in some of the survey, the people that did reply to the survey results. So there is a concern about um, anonymity. Uh, of course, all responses were kept anonymous, and we didn't even collect uh, any demographic data. So, But people were concerned about anonymity, not having the survey traced back to them. Um, and people were also concerned about what was going to happen to or with the results from the survey. So we did try to do some messaging to let people know that really what we were trying to do is gather the data so that we could share it back with the community, with the county, with the Cannabis Alliance, with anybody making decisions or impacted by it um, in a really transparent way. And so that's why we released this survey. So we were unsure what to anticipate, but we were happy that we did receive the results that we did and that people were willing to participate. I would imagine that Circle's interest in this could be focused on things like uh, water usage, uh, where does the wastewater go, and environmental impacts of grows. Is that pretty much on target? Yeah, this survey is part of our Growing Green for the Yuba program, which we started back in 2013. And the intent of that was to say, hey, we know cannabis cultivation is occurring here. And what we want to do is make sure that we're mitigating environmental impacts, including things like, you're right, water diversions, pollution runoff, and fire hazards and so forth. So yeah, that's why we became really interested in this issue. And you're just getting the results now, so you haven't had time to really digest all of the uh, information that you've gotten. Well, we did go through and analyze the results, and we did come up with 
some findings that really helped shed a little bit of light on people's satisfaction with the compliance process and what some of their major concerns were. And that goes for cultivators and community members alike. What were some of the results you got as far as compliance, say? So some of the results that we got indicated that out of the people who are cultivating, only 19% had come into compliance and 14% were in the process. 25% had not and 21% were not interested. Now, this is kind of reflective of the people that took the survey because if we look at the broader numbers, the estimate is is that only 3% of cultivators have come into compliance. That's an amazing number there. We've worked for, for years trying to set up all of the rules and get everybody to agree on the rules and, and the laws and such, and still only 3%. That's a pretty low number. It is. And we did find out some of the reasons why people decided not to come into compliance. And the, the top three reasons that were cited was, first, the regulatory burden. So it was too complicated. It was too overwhelming, so much paperwork, et cetera. Um, the second was cost. It cost money to come into compliance to install all of the safety precautions and, you know, everything from sprinklers to um, structural requirements. And then the third was fear or lack of trust in government institutions. Did the issue of drones come up? We didn't put that in the survey um, because that did not, that was not proposed until after the survey was launched. Did the subject of penalties come in if you're not compliant? Absolutely. People overwhelmingly said that they wanted greater enforcement of the rules in place, specifically in regard to large-scale illegal cultivation sites, it's precisely because of the environmental impacts, but also because of the impacts it has on local culture. So some things that were cited were when people decide to open or start a larger-scale cultivation site in particular, what happens is you see increased traffic, you see um, changes to the, the way the neighborhood looks, so large fences, barking dogs, increased crime, or what people interpret as a, you know, a lack of safety. So it changes that. But then more importantly, or maybe to delve a little bit deeper, another thing that it changes is the whole structure of the community. And so when you have people that are only cultivating and, and making most of their their money or all of their money from cultivation, then it no longer is what it was, you know, 30, 40 years ago where people would cultivate on the side and then also have a job as a plumber or as a school teacher or as a, you know, insert profession. And so you've, you've kind of streamlined the community in many ways and people have moved towards cultivation in part and also in part because it's increasingly expensive to live in Nevada County. So some people also cited, hey, you know, I don't know how else I'm supposed to afford the taxes, rent, groceries, gas, and so forth. Are there going to be any actions that are going to result from this survey? Well, we really conducted the survey because we wanted to give all of the stakeholders involved data that they could use. So to date, we've really just had anecdotal evidence. My neighbor does this, or I see water diversions, or I see more sites popping up in my neighborhood. And this actually gives us numbers behind it and concrete data that can be used to inform any revisions to policies. 
and procedures. And so we hope that all of the people involved in the compliance process will read these results and take them into consideration if and when there are revisions to, for example, the process of coming into compliance. Since Circle got such a low response to this, do you think maybe another uh, survey might be in, in order? Well, we would like to potentially, once this is out and we have some more conversations, there is the potential to do a follow-up survey um, asking people about more specifics of what they would like to see, um, but we don't have anything currently slated or scheduled. Suppose somebody was listening to this interview and they decide, you know, I'd like to participate in this survey. Can they still do that? The survey right now is closed, but we do welcome emails, phone calls, feedback. I'm happy to continue to add to the data that we do have and help flesh it out a little bit more and conversations with community members that can dig into some more of the specifics are always really helpful as we talk with other people and we have conversations with the major players. We're talking with Betsy Bruner from Circle. Uh, Why don't you give folks the way to get in hold of you with the websites and phone numbers and emails and such? Sure. People can email me directly at Betsy B. So that's B-E-T-S-Y-B at yubariver.org. Or they can give me a phone call at area code 530-265-5961, extension 220. That's all real good information. Circle's always looking out for us here in Nevada County, and we just want to thank all of you for uh, keeping an eye on things for us. All right. Thank you so much, Felton. All right. We've been talking with Betsy Bruner from Circle. Have a good day. Thanks.